0: This is Rob Moore here and I'm going to reveal to you a five-step system to turn ideas into cash, ideas into income. A lot of people say to me that they're not very good with ideas but then you get those kind of people who are great with ideas but they have so many ideas that you get idea overload and overwhelm and you don't turn any of them into money. So I'm going to give you a five-step system. I'll give you the first three now and then I'll give you the The last two towards the end of the video. Before I do, tell me where you're from. Say hi. If you're tuning in live, let me know what you do as well as where you're from and who you are. And if you're on the audio Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast, make sure you do that in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community. So here is the five-step ROBS system for turning ideas into income. And that is to discover and state a problem could be a meaningful problem, a big problem, a monetizable problem. Step two is to turn that problem into a challenge. Step three is to brainstorm and decide on the idea. And then, like I said, I'll reveal steps four and five towards the end of the podcast. All right, then. So I call this idea leverage, which is leveraging ideas into income. Now, all income is An idea. It's an idea leveraged into income. Everything that we have achieved going to the moon was an idea and a 10 year vision that turned into a reality. The light bulb was an idea and 10,000 experiments. Absolutely everything that you can think of that produces huge income or has changed the world was once an idea. So all innovation is an idea. So what that means is coming up with more Coming up with better and honoring ideas is a great way to produce income and getting more ideas coming through you following the system that I'm sharing with you. So, yesterday you didn't have income from an idea you hadn't created. Today that can change. So, um, I've got a little quote here in my new book, Money, which is the only limit to leverage is creativity and resourcefulness, not cash. Now, I know I have many people who subscribe to The Disruptive Entrepreneur who are live now, say hi, tell me where you're from, who are property investors. And things like options, instalment contracts, rent-to-rents, you know, they're all ideas that created income when someone someday didn't have cash for a property but had a desire, a hunger or desperation for a solution. So every kind of creative finance method that you can you now know as normal was once a problem that someone turned into a solution. So you've got to balance too many ideas with not enough ideas because you have if you have no ideas, you have no income. If you have too many ideas, you have overwhelm. So let's go into this five step system. Step one, discover and state the problem. Step two, turn it into a challenge, turn the problem into a challenge. Step three, brainstorm and then decide on the idea. Step four is work the idea into a solution. And then step five is turn the solution into cash or income. Now, Sarah Blakely once cut off the bottom of her pantyhose. I'd have been loved to have been there when she was doing that. And the idea for Spanx was born. She's now on the world's women billionaires Forbes list. She was in 2012 and the company in 2012 was, um, had a £250 million valuation or revenue, so probably a higher valuation. Pillow Pets, which was created by Jennifer Telfer, she watched her young son smashing down their teddy bears and trying to make them into pillows. So she had this order for Pillow Pets, which in 2010... Uh, had a sales of three hundred million u s dollars, so I mean you know what a cool idea, What a simple idea who 'd have thought stuffing teddies and making them into pillows would have been a three hundred million a year idea. The slinky you know that thing that used to go down the stairs like that I mean just a, a random toy which seems to have no value value. I think it was forty million in sales. it may have been more, so i 'll ch- check my facts there. I know that the Furby. You know that little um, gremlin sort of gizmo type animal that sort of was sort of could do open and shut his eyes and I think he could speak. That sold four hundred million dollars worth. So you know never underestimate any idea. I mean Tetra Pak. You know the birds used to peck at the milk and Tetra Pak's a huge. I think it's Hans Rousing. hundreds of billions in sales. All right, so let's go through this system one by one then. So step one is discover and state the problem. So you should desire to seek out and solve A, meaningful problems, B, big problems, C, Simple problems. D, any problems. E, you should love problems. Now, most of the world hate problems. They're running away from problems. They're scared of problems. They're deluded that they can find this model or system that has no problems. Whereas if you turn that on its head and have a hunger, desire and passion to seek out the ones that will change the world, the ones that are huge that most, most people can't solve, You know, the ones that matter on the planet, the ones that will make the difference to the, 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 the most vast amount... Is that good English? No, the most vast amount of people. Then you have value. You have huge value that other people don't have. Therefore, it increases your value because most people don't have that value. What that also creates in you is a leader because people look at you and go, this person, they solve big problems. They give me courage. They blaze the trail and people will stand behind you in line as you blaze the trail like a laser. And, you know, they'll work for you. They will help serve your vision and mission They'll be inspired by you and therefore they'll work for you and help you
1: solve those. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for right now in the UK Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started.
0: Problems. So you're the person that has the desire to solve them. You don't actually have to solve them. You can get your team behind you to do them for you. Damien Hurst has paintings that he doesn't do himself. There's one series, I think it's the Spot series. It's reputed that he only did 14 of them se- himself and I think he sold, he sold hundreds of them. So, you know, he didn't exactly do the thing himself. He leveraged the thing himself. He just had the idea and signed them. <laughs> and um, I wish I was that kind of artist. All right, so that's step one, discover and state the problem. Hunt them out, be the person over your lifetime that looks for the biggest problems to solve. Step two, then, is to turn the problem into a challenge. Because as soon as it's a problem, it's a difficulty, it's a pain, you know, you don't want to get involved in it. Oh, this is, you know, I don't like this, I want to get rid of this. That's that's what a problem is to most people. But as soon as you turn it into a challenge, you know, you roll up your sleeves, this is going to be fun. This might take time. This might take many experiments. I mean, if you're doing the light bulb, it's, Ten thousand of them. Edison. He didn't give up on nine thousand nine hundred ninety-eight, and he didn't go. Oh, I have this problem. I can't solve electricity. I've done one experiment. It doesn't work. Someone come and save me. You know, he just like this was a challenge, and he stated that with each experiment, it wasn't a failure. He got one step closer to solving the problem, and of course, that was a meaningful problem. So, create a positive spin on the problem. Get inspired. To call it a challenge. Call it, you know, a project. Inspire others with it. Don't call it a problem. All right. Step three, then, is to brainstorm and decide on the idea. Stated the problem, turned it into a challenge. Now you have to create the solution. So what is the solution? What is the idea that you're going to leverage? Now, the hardest way is to do that on your own. If you have coffee, it'll help. If you get yourself isolated in a beautiful location, that'll help. Denmark are one of the happiest countries in the world and attributed to that is the beauty of looking at amazing design. You know, they have Bang & Olufsen, don't they? And they have, you know, they have amazing design and architecture. And even in recessions, when people are cutting back money, they will not cut back on great design. So you could isolate yourself, get yourself coffeeed up. You could get yourself around, you know, beautiful scenery, location, nature, design, architecture. And that will, something happens in the brain. I'm, worked out or you know what that is scientifically but something happens in the brain because it actually creates endorphins and endorphins will help you with your ideas i prefer to crowdsource the idea so i prefer to go onto my facebook communities which i'm on now live so i'm just going to put say hi if you are live and um i actually like to ask them here's my challenge here's the difficulty what would you do what are your problems how can i help serve you how can i solve? for you. And, um, you know, crowdsourcing is a great thing, because not only does it not rely on one person's brain, you can also go to your customers, you can go to your, the people who are experiencing the problem, and um, ask them for the solution. Now, the ones that are going to give the best solutions are the ones that are experiencing the problem that don't want the problem anymore. Because they're going to be the ones that are vocal and vociferous about what the solutions should be. Let me see if I can see you live on the page. So say... Hi, if you're live. So crowdsource it. Don't rely on your own intuition or experience, which you may not have. And some people think that's a bit of a cheat. I don't. I think that that's a smart thing to do. You know, like I said, Damien Hirst, got other people to paint his paintings. You know, what a great thing. All right then. So let's go back. So once you've got this idea and you've brainstormed it, it's important to iterate it, test different solutions. Which moves us on to number four of the five steps, which is to work the idea into a solution. And that involves crowdsourcing, implementing your idea through small tests first, you know, minimum viable products, MVPs as they call them. You know, sort of vaccinations in the early days weren't giving people the full dose Otherwise, you kill them. So there were very, very, very small doses. They were probably tested on animals before they were tested on humans. Not saying I'm agreeing with that. I'm just saying that's probably what happened. So test before you go large so you don't, um, you know, burn all your money and um, try and scale up a um, a solution that actually the market doesn't want. And then improve your minimum viable product, your MVP, into, you know, version 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, iPhone 6s. And always continually seek feedback from your users, from your customers, because they're the ones that are buying your your stuff. They're the ones that will tell you what they want it to be. And then step five in the five step system to go from innovation to cash and how to leverage ideas into income is to monetize it. So a lot of people aren't good at the monetization part. So how do you monetize? The idea. Well, you make sure there's a market. You make sure that it's scalable. You make sure it can serve people, uh, vast numbers of people, or that you can create higher price products and services around it, or that you have a lifetime client value where they can, that, that, you know, they can move from one product to um, buy again, to buy again, or to buy something different, or to buy something more expensive, or more expensive, and more expensive. You create a fair pricing model. I was an an artist uh, and I'm putting a lot of the old art versus the the kind of the current capitalist business me. And um, I didn't charge enough money for my work and therefore I didn't have sustainable profit margins. If you don't have sustainable profit margins, you can't pay your overheads and then you can't maintain your business. And then all the people that bought your products at a low price that you thought you were doing a favour for get upset because you can't deliver because you've gone bust. You have to be able to pay yourself to increase your self-worth, to produce better work, and you have to be able to pay yourself so that you can reinvest into your business, into the product to improve it, so that your customers and clients get a better quality, and you know they get a better quality, therefore it gives you high self-worth, therefore you increase your prices. So all this is um, kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And um, that is, therefore, the system. So let's go over what we just did. Uh, It's called idea leverage. We did five steps to creating an idea into income and the idea leverage model. Discover and state the problem. Turn the problem into a challenge. It's not a problem anymore. Brainstorm and decide on what the idea is. Step four is to work the idea into solutions through tests. And step five is to monetize the solution. Take the money, scale up, reinvest, pay yourself. All right, great. So does anyone have any questions or comments or anything that you'd want me to discuss either now or in future podcasts so april has said i'll be using the five-step plan for stuff which wakes me up at night from now on i may not monetize everything but i will have a better solution to my problems okay that's great have you watched r dot 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 so um I, don't, I can't quite see all of your question because it doesn't fit in the live feed video if anyone else has anything um hi sky hi karen i hi neil hi julie hi phil hi april Hi, oh, Scott. Hi, Lee. Hi, Richard. Hi, Kane. Hi, Aisha. Hi, Andy. All right, are family a good source of advice? I think everyone's a good source of advice. And I think that you should always be open to asking great questions, which give you great answers. But ultimately, are your family going to buy your products? Because a lot of time, family and friends will say, oh, yeah, that's great, Rob. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, your book's great. Oh, your idea's great. Okay, so give them the credit card machine and then let's see then if it's great. And also, they might just buy out of sympathy. I remember the first 10 books uh, that I sold were all family and friends, Um, but they were doing it out of sympathy. And and to help me and give me a bit of a head start, it was kind of more of a charity because they felt sorry for me. So have an open mind to ask everyone, but only take kind of with critical acclaim, the people who would actually buy your stuff so you know if you're setting up childcare, then of course ask talk to family members who've got kids and so listen to everyone but really only implement advice from people who actually would buy your stuff and pay for your stuff all right hi christian andy would like to hear some info on controlling cash flow okay i can do some of that now andy so if you want to be more specific with the question you can what do you mean by controlling cash flow do you mean getting more in do you mean managing it Ways to manage cash flow better are to charge higher fees to get more cash flow into the bank. If you've got a good cash flow, but you you want to have more sustainable cash flow, you could take part of the fee now and have part of the fee later. Or you could have a residual income model like an online membership site or, you know, you could spread out the initial fee and divide it over 12 months so that you don't, because some people, they have good cash flow in terms of getting money, but they spend it. So if you defer the, the income, then you can balance your cash flow more. You can also actually delay some profit, although, you know, you can't delay it forever. But, you know, if you, ta- if you, uh, if you take five years worth of income once per year, you're only paying tax on each year and each chunk rather than all at once. So that's, that's another way of doing it. How else can you control cash flow? You can have someone managing your money who's really good and discerning at managing your money. You can negotiate longer payment terms for debtors. So, you know, people that let me get this right. Debtors, creditors. So people that you have to pay. So they're creditors. You can um, negotiate longer payment terms. You can go from 30 days to 60 days to 90 days. So again, that can delay having to pay some money. And then you can draw money in earlier from people who owe you money. So, you know, if you've got an accounts department, what you can do is you can um, money that's outstanding. You can go and chase that. You can negotiate for them to pay 80 percent of it. You can send some of your uh, debt to invoice factoring or people who sell on debt and then chase the debt. So there are some examples for you. All right, Andy, managing cash flow, we have only just started to charge a fair rate for the work we're doing. I was always trying to help people out that were struggling. If you want to help people out that are struggling, then I I suggest that you charge them a fair price so they value your product well enough so that they implement what you do. I give a lot of free advice and I do that through my sort of one to two hours a day of gift and you know, sort of information tithing and information charity, if you like. But um, people value my information more if they pay hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands for it. So don't be under the illusion that you're helping people by charging them less or doing it for free because you can't sustain it. And then you become bitter and then you fall out with them. You can't blame them for getting your stuff for free when you gave it for free. So they will implement what you teach them when they value themselves. They will value themselves when they invest in themselves and they only invest in themselves when they pay and free advice is worth every penny. So a good distinction there, Andy. Scott, slightly different question. Having done your multiple streams of property income event, which was brilliant, what would you suggest training wise to build out the right strategy to start up in the new year? Well, Scott, it depends on how old you are, How many hours a week you have to invest in your business? And this goes for property and business. Depends on your location and what works there, where you'll be in five years, how big a business you want. You know, do you want property to give you passive income to be able to do something else like play the guitar or do podcasts or, you know, write books? Or do you love property and have a passion for it? And you could see it as your passion profession merge, you know, your vocation and your vacation. So it depends on that. It depends on your current access to cash. It depends on the skills you have, the resources you have and the ones that you don't yet have. So by all means, in the thread below, Scott, uh, let me know all of those and I'll happily help you where I can. Okay, anyone else with any questions or comments before we move on? All right then, so I think we're good. Thanks for tuning in live. Thanks for listening on the Disruptive Entrepreneur audio podcast. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything, and come and join us in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community. It's not a paid thing. It's a free community on Facebook where all of the Disruptive Entrepreneurs who've got off their arse and gone to join the group are in. We have 360,000 subscribers across the world and less than 2% of you are in the Facebook community. So that tells me less than 2% of you use Facebook or less than 2% of you are getting off your ass, slow me down to one-time speed and joining the Disruptive Entrepreneurs Community. So go to Facebook, search the Disruptive Entrepreneurs Community. This is where we carry on the questions, comments. We have debates, the odd rant. This is where I give you more products and services that can help you grow your business, more live feed videos, etc. So join us there. Thanks for tuning in and see you on the other side when you're a millionaire.